Hello and welcome to Perfectly Paranormal, episode 57. My name's Anna Schmidt, and I'm here every week to share with you true paranormal encounters and information about devils, demons, and dark energy beings that no one else talks about. And today we're speaking with Linda Lang from ThoughtChange.com. And Linda's going to share how the paranormal world ties in with her powerful spiritual and energetic healing work. Linda talks about how she handles the paranormal interactions and attachments of paranormal beings within some of her clients. And Linda also shares some personal paranormal experiences for you today with an ancient mummy who appears in her bedroom one night, right through to the spirit in her home who thought it was really funny to communicate through constantly flickering the lights. So let's get into our interview with Linda. Hello, Linda. It's great to have you here with us today. It's wonderful to be here, Anna. Thank you for inviting me. So would you like to tell us about your work, Linda, and how the paranormal world ties in to what you do? Well, I work in the world of energy. And of course, that's where these energetic beings reside and can affect us. There are many healers that don't incorporate these energy beings in their healing work. Maybe they just work with the actual energy body or the unconscious, subconscious, even the higher self. I combine all of them. And yet in my experience, I have had interactions or awarenesses of these energetic beings. And even before I became a healer as a young child, I grew up in a house that had a few uh, visitors, let's say, and my grandmother and grandfather had um, an old farmhouse. And there was a place in the upstairs that the temperature dropped and, and everybody was uncomfortable walking down that hallway. Uh, So a lot of people didn't even go up there. These beings are definitely real and can influence us and affect us for sure. So if I was to ask you how you experience the paranormal beings that are around us, do you see them, hear them, feel them, know they're there, or a combination of all of the above? I'm going to say it really depends on how they show themselves to me. Usually I can feel them. Sometimes it's the energy being themselves, or sometimes it is that kind of drop of temperature or kind of, you know, spine tingles and the hairs on the back of my neck would stand up. It just really, really depends. On occasion, I have seen them as orbs or figures. I've even actually seen it before as like a 3D person standing beside my bed, uh, wrapped like a mummy and kind of oozing out was um, a bizarre experience to be sure. I will say as well that I've even had a few clients that 
maybe in a more traditional description, one might say were possessed or had experiences where these beings kind of took over and really started interfering with their natural expression. And we were able to extract them so that they were clear and and free of those beings. And then to learn a little bit about the energy world so they didn't attract them. That's right. So people's awareness, like people listen to this podcast all the time, they'll understand how I talk about your awareness, your thoughts, your words, your actions, your reactions create energy and these beings are energy and they're drawn to you for all of those things plus your life experiences your life traumas anything that is on a lower vibration can sometimes attract them and that they're master manipulators what I quite often say to people so when you're working with your clients and you find that one of these beings is present or more than one because I usually find they travel in groups Do you work with the client first? Do you remove the energy being first? If you were to think about it, or is it totally individualistic for each client's case? I'm going to say that typically, such a good question, Anna. You know, it really depends on when I become aware or when the client becomes aware that they have an attachment had clients that are so drawn into the paranormal world is that they want them gone but they actually don't want these beings gone because the the person doesn't know who they are without them it's very much a psychological condition i have had the odd client that was almost to the point of addicted maybe unconsciously addicted to a connection with these spirit beings. I've had a few that had that same perspective with the alien beings as well, that there's, there's that pull and that there's that draw. And it does open a door for those beings. It's like an invitation when there's that much interest because energy goes where your attention goes, right? Anna, can I go back to that first, that question before? because it was a good question. I can think of instances where I've had to extract beings first and then give the client tools. I can also think of times where I've worked for some time with people and then they picked up an attachment or had that attachment that wasn't showing itself. It can be either way. And then we extract them and continue our work because it's really about resonance, right? It's really about resonance. I will say on occasion, I have had the odd being who sticks on someone that is a higher vibration than them because they think they're the light. They're trying to get to the light and they think that you're it. That doesn't happen very often, but can happen particularly if that person is a healer and they're not, you know, thoroughly keeping their energy clean, that they can kind of hop onto a healer because they think that that's the progression to the light, right? Yeah, I find that happens for me. I don't know if that's just my process, is that when I work with clearing people or homes or even pets, is that the 
I divide dark energies into two categories. They're dark or they're demonic. They're just a different level of vibration. The dark energy beings will just leave the person or the place. But when it comes to the heavier energy beings, they will find something within me that they attach to. So it'll be an emotion. So I go through my process of clearing the emotions that they're attached to within me. And then I ask them if they want to clear something. So it's always about give and take. So I treat them respectfully, as most energy clearers do. So once they've been disconnected from me, and I release something from them, there's no reason for them to stay. This is how I've worked it out. They're like, no, they only stay where the food source is. I will say, when you talk about food source, on occasion I can actually see like an energy blob that's stuck on the aura or even closer to the body. And when it's removed, that person's energy system completely lights up and even their skin tone, the energy on their face, you can actually see a physical difference. So you're right, they do kind of suck on our energy and that's what feeds them. That's it. And I do all of my work long distance. So whether I'm working with local clients or clients overseas, Because I find the process I use can take anywhere from five hours to 10 hours to 20 hours. And I'm quite OCD, so I like to unpack all the emotional imprints because the emotions tell the story of a person's life. Have you ever had a client that is very, very skeptical? How do you manage the skeptics that come for energy work? I have had many clients that are very skeptical and typically they only come because they're desperate, right? They've, they've not been able to find any help. So someone will uh, recommend trying something different and it's actually really incredible. It's, it's great fun to me when I get religious people who this is like way, way, way out of their box. And you do need to find a way to communicate to them. And once you do, they can have some really incredible shifts because just the nature of their belief system within religion, there is a history of miraculous healings and energy experiences, apparitions appearing. So that little bit can open the door to some incredible experiences. That's right. And they're also, I'm going to use the word brainwashed because I'm a little bit slap in the face with my language. Quite often people with a religious background are brainwashed into thinking about the the paranormal beings, the dark beings, you know, Satan, the devil, all those words that are used as negativity and it's something to be feared. I find that if I teach people to understand the dark realm, why they're here, what they do, why they attach to people, when you take the fear away, people go, oh, is that all? And I'm going, yeah, actually, that is absolutely the, the reason why they're here. And they're like, oh, so we were told this and this and this through my whole lives going to church. And I'm going, that's one approach. But I like to give people a different perspective. And then they go, wow, 
And like you said, it helps change their energy and they just, they lighten up. So do you have any interesting experiences that you would like to share with us today with the paranormal beings? I, I have a couple, actually. Um, the first one I would share with you uh, has to do with a client. It was the first time I saw him, and it, he was a young adult, and he had had a very scary kind of possession experience, maybe I would say it like that. He actually caught it on tape where uh, he had his camera, and his body started convulsing and he could feel something come in. So he recorded it and he was just very disturbed by the experience that he had. And of course, you know, younger male, they drink a lot and party a lot and, you know, that whole kind of thing. And his mother was a very devout Catholic, made him go to the priest and the priest told her to take him to like a mental institute. And thank goodness that his aunt was one of my clients and arranged an appointment. They came, it was almost like the brigade, like the whole family came because they don't know what energy healers are and how scary are we? Are we like witches? But you know, I'm, I'm pretty harmless. They came in, I uh, did a session for him, poof, gone. And he could feel it right away. And that's the first time I worked with him. He came back two more times. He had picked up more the second time. So I had to really be clear on him to ensure that he kept his energy clear. And he was a chef, right? He was a chef in a very high-end restaurant. So we don't want any kind of energies like that, you know, tainting the food. It's a really interesting experience. His life has changed quite a bit since having them removed and, and being able to keep the energy uh, system clearer. And his mom kind of softened a little bit to the kind of woo-woo world. Not hugely, but a little bit. So, you know, that's always good news, right? That's always good news. The other experience I would tell you about is a personal experience. And I'm going to say it's not a dark energy. But I had a spirit in the house that was communicating. There was a family issue happening. And it was so interesting because I would see this orb around the light bulb in a room in the basement. And whenever I went in that room, it would either start flickering or it would turn the light right off. And I know it was a spirit because I talked to it. It would flash yes or no answers to me, but I would get very annoyed at it because it would turn the light off and there's no window in that room and it would be very, very dark. And so I, I got annoyed at it one day and said, look, stop it. or I'm going to go get the flashlight and it turned the light off. And I'm like, fine. So I went and got the flashlight and I came back down and the light was shining. It didn't flicker. It didn't turn off again. And I'm like, you little sneaky thing. <laughs> Just playing with me, that's all. It wasn't malevolent or, you know, dangerous or uh, anything to be concerned about. I quite often talk about spirits and even the demonic level beings. They actually have a sense of humor because they know 
that humans are frightened, especially of the demonic level beings, because we've been trained to be. Society has trained us to fear them. So they will give us exactly what we want. There'll be the knocking, the doors sort of slamming, the scratching, the movement in the walls, you know, the weird feelings or the weird smells, because they know that is going to trigger us. And then when we're triggered, we create their emotional food sources. So sometimes if I hear knocking in the middle of the night, I'm just like, if you need help, please just go and wait in my workroom and I'll help you when I get up. That's my response. Keep it very simple. No emotional attachment. Don't create anything that's going to get the party going. And then they just stop because they're not getting what they think they're going to get. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us today? Well, Anna, I mentioned previously about a mummy-like figure that was at the side of my bed, actually three nights in a row. What I would say about that particular experience is it came into my house through an object. It was connected with a tiki. So it's kind of like a good luck symbol from Polynesia, could even be Hawaii, had a little bit of lava mixed in and it probably had some resin, but it was connected to that. It took me a little while to figure out exactly what in my home it was connected to. But what happened is it would be beside my bed. And because I'm very energy sensitive, like immediately, you know, I woke up and could see it. And it was trying to pour a vial of some kind of liquid on me. Happened three nights in a row. And then I figured out what it was, wrapped this particular thing in a black cloth. I didn't have any problems with it, but I did take it back to Hawaii with me the next time I went for training and uh, donated it to Pele at the volcano and set that energy free without giving it the opportunity to connect with someone else who didn't know what to do with it. That's, That's a very valid point. I talk on my podcast a lot about objects carrying energy. I've worked on wardrobes, beds, all sorts of things. Even a crystal, it wasn't actually a crystal, it was a mineral that came here into Tasmania from the US. And a friend of mine sells crystals, minerals. She loves it. It is her passion. But she said to me, look, something's changed in my home and I don't know what it is. She had bad dreams. Her husband and she were arguing. Her eating patterns changed. She just couldn't work out what it was. So she asked me to tune into a home. So long story short, there was a silver sort of gray flecky colored mineral. It was a very large chunk of something that was very, very rare, which she told me later. It had not wanted to be dug out of the ground. She couldn't send it back because she doesn't know where it came from in the US. So what she did, wrapped it up in some sort of velvet cloth and she took it out to the west coast of Tasmania, which is very dense, very natural, bush, mountains, just beautiful. And she did a little ceremony, she dug a hole and she put it back in the earth. Within two days, the energy in her home was back to normal. Sleep was normal, dreams were normal. 
Would you like to share with people how they can connect with you to talk to you about the healing work that you do, your sessions that you do, your podcast, your YouTube channel? Would you like to share some information about those aspects? Oh, for sure, Anna. Thank you. And thank you again for having me as your guest. So you can reach me at thoughtchange.com. That's probably the easiest way. There is a contact form there. Uh, I'm also on Facebook as Linda Lang and on Twitter as Thought Change, on Instagram as Linda Lang at Thought Change. So you'll find me. I do have that beautiful podcast that you were a guest on. So it is called Exploring the Mystical Side of Life. It's on YouTube and all of the podcast channels. It's also on my website. I have a podcast page, so you'll find me there. Been great fun uh, chatting with you. It has been fun. And thank you so much for sharing your experiences and what you do as a healer and helping humanity to raise their vibration. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, Anna. So in episode 58, we're talking curse entities. Yep, you heard me right. I came face to face with these beings back in December 2023. And boy, was I in for a ride. These paranormal entities in service, as I call them, are a far cry from the freelancers who are just doing their own thing in our environment. So tune into that episode to hear about them roaming around in my energy field, what they wanted and what they got up to. It's rather fascinating. Even I was astonished at the information that a friend and I uncovered while talking with the supernatural entities. So thank you for joining me today. And don't forget, if you want to share a paranormal experience just with myself, or you would like me to share one of your experiences through my podcast, you can do a voice recording or you can write out your experience and I will read it exactly as you have written. You can email me at spiritualbeing44 at gmail.com and for information on paranormal house clearing, you can visit my website, Spiritual Being. You will find the address in the description box. And I look forward to sharing this spooky space again with you next week. And remember, life is perfectly paranormal.